The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders, recognized in their fields, who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team, and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Uh, Once again, let me personally welcome you to Leadership Stars, where real leaders in network distribution, entrepreneurship, and government, who have boldly and unapologetically stepped into leadership, will be interviewed on their journey and will share their views on all aspects of creating and leading powerful teams, even if that team is only one right now. I'm your host, Linda Patton. I'm an international speaker, an international best-selling author, as well as the creator of the book and program, The Art of Herding Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders. Herding Cats is my journey of stepping into and owning my own leadership I came out of the military as a major and out of corporate life as a VP. It also teaches you the 12 key steps of leadership. Through Herding Cats, I guide leaders to uncover core strengths, to inspire with shared vision, and to realize their true expertise. I have been successfully developing leaders for over 40 years in the military, in organizations, and most recently independently as a coach mentor, and guide. So today, we're going to answer a few questions around becoming a rogue maven. So the first is, how much fun would it be to overcome your fears of traveling solo and experiencing life with joyous abandon? What would it be like to quit your job and move to another country where you know no one? What would it be like to break up with the normal seven-day routine? Well, I have the woman who can give you the answers to all of those questions, my very dear friend and colleague, Danielle Washington. Danielle, welcome to Leadership Stars. Hi, Linda. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm so happy to be here this morning. I am delighted to have you here. You have always been an inspiration to me for someone who is as young as you are, the adventures (laughs) that you've had and the places that you've gone. I think you said in your bio that you've been to 25 different countries. I've actually been to a little bit over. I think it's it's between starting next week, I'll be at 28 countries total. (laughs) That is amazing. And you're in your... Early 30s, late 20s? I look like I'm my early 30s, late 20s. I'm actually in my 40s. <sighs> and doesn't look a day over 30. <laughs> I, <love you. laughs> I totally love well, you. thanks, Danielle. Um, so, Danielle, would you tell the audience just a little bit about you and your journey to becoming rogue? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I am the creator of Rogue Style Maven, and I started this website uh, blog 
when I was in my career, I worked for a subsidiary of Sony and I loved my job. I loved what I did. I did events. I traveled the world. I got to go to free concerts and it was a great job, but I found myself overwhelmingly unhappy. Like I just felt like something was missing and I, there wasn't a work-life balance, um, but I had a great pay. I had all these perks. And so I quit just cold turkey quit with no plan A, no plan B, no plan C, just no plan. Um, and I started to go rogue. And that's when I started to stop living the life that I thought I was supposed to be living um, and start living the life that I wanted to live. And ever since then, life has been fun and crazy. And I keep traveling the world and experiencing more and learning more about myself and continuously pushing myself out of my comfort zone. That That's incredible. And I, I so applaud you for having done that because I would say that most women – um, would stay in that job even though they were unhappy and you know find happiness somewhere else and always sort of wrangle against the job that they're in because it has a great pay, right? Yeah, definitely. It's funny. This is actually the second time I did this. The first time I did it was when I was 29 and I decided to up and move to Italy. Again, oh. knew nobody, didn't know the language, knew I liked Italian food and men. So I was like, <laughs> it's going to work. Um, and it was interesting. That lesson was one of the best life lessons and career lessons ever. It opened me up to so much and who I was as a person and just grew. So when I did this the second time, it was not as unfamiliar. And I felt safe to kind of do that jump out on faith. Oh, it worked. Yeah, that's fabulous. Um, so just out of curiosity, what did you do while you were in Italy? I mean, surely you couldn't just always be a tourist. Um, I'm, I presume I, you learned the language and some other stuff. So tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. So I did learn the language. I took classes for about two months. Um, it's funny. I actually really learned the language by listening to music mm-hmm. and watching uh, reality TV in Italian because that's where I felt like you really were understanding how to use their hands and when to swear and how to swear. Um, uh-huh. But then after that, I really just would you know take trips around Italy and just learn the culture, learn about the people, learn about the food, and that was how I felt like I was going to learn. Like I could only learn so much in a classroom. And from that point on, I was like, let me just get out and explore. And so I didn't really work until towards the end when I became a nanny, um, which oh. was and it's interesting in its own right. Um, yeah. Then I was like, I have a college degree. I think it's time to go back to the States. And so there you have it. But it was a great experience and one of the best things I ever could do. And something I recommend people all the time. It's like, take that midlife time and jump. You know, before mm-hmm. you have kids, before you're trying to start doing something, you know, really serious, like you need that break. And even if you are doing something, you just need that break in life, that that work-life balance that I think we often forget. Yeah, and I've often said, you know, that, that retirement should be at, at in your 20s and 30s and that you should work when you're in your 60s and 70s um, because, you know, you have so much more energy, you have so much mm-hmm. more excitement and all of that when you're younger. And yet when you get to actually have, quote, free time to do stuff like spend a year in Italy or however long, um, you don't have the uh, energy. Uh, You can't sit on a plane for seven hours without your back (laughs) killing you, Uh, that kind of thing. 
and I and you know that you know my my big dream is to live in Dornoch, Scotland. And my mm-hmm. husband actually threw a monkey wrench in oh, about a year ago. He goes, you know, I think this will be our last trip to Scotland. I go, what? You got to be kidding. No, no, no. We're going to live there, so we're going to go back and forth a lot. He goes. Yeah, I know, but you know, I can't sit upright for seven hours flying over, and I don't know how much golf I can play. I'm going, oh my god, the man is getting old. Uh, <laughs> it means you have to go over there and stay over there, <laughs> right? Right. Location, <laughs> and never funny. come back. That's part of the reason why I started Rogue Style Maven, which is a blog that I started. Is that you know I felt like there was so many times people tell you like you should do this and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and it was just like. I want to push, especially women, to get out of the comfort zone and be who they want to be. If they want to go to move to Ireland, move to Ireland. It's like cause I never want to be that person who is like I grow up old thinking, "What if?" Like you know, my mom growing up would always say, "Oh, I wish I went to Alaska. I wish I went to Alaska." She had an opportunity to go to Alaska to work. Mm-hmm. Um, before she met my father or before she got married to my father, but then he asked her to marry him and she never went. And so all my life, I always heard her talk about Alaska and I always told myself, I don't want to be that person who's always, oh, I wish I would have. Like, you got to live now. Right. And the person who says, gee, is this all there is? You know, I was thinking that there'd be so much more than this. Well, (laughs) Danielle, I'll tell you, I I got Alaska has been in my travel uh, dream book for a long time and I actually got a chance to go I guess it's been three maybe four years ago um, on a cruise um, that I won and I actually used that cruise and how I won it how I set the vision and everything else with it as part of uh, the art of hurting catch leading teams of leaders when I talk about vision because Having done that, it was so powerful to put all your senses into it um, that I actually made it happen. And I, I think um, the women that you're working with could do the same thing. Really put all of those senses in so that your reticular activating system gets a chance to go play and bring that to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. I love it. So, Danielle, you, you talk about being a rogue, ma- rogue maven. So tell me, what's your definition of a rogue? So my definition of rogue is a lot different than most people who hear the word. Most people who hear the word, they think of Sarah Palin, and I'm Mm -hmm. far from that. That's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is not who I look like or not who I am about. Um, Me being rogue is someone who ditches the expected life script that society or others have written for them and they create the storyline that they truly want to live. And that's what it means to be rogue. And so it's not like you're fighting the system. It's just, you're standing up for what you want in life and how you want to live your life on your terms and unapologetically. I'm not, I love the word unapologetically living your life. That's such a key word to me in my world. Yeah. And that's, that's my theme this year is that I am being boldly and unapologetically living and so I, I love the fact that that's part of your definition of being rogue. Um, and so what, what do you think really holds women back, especially, I mean, it could be all people, but m- women especially, from really taking that step into being rogue? You know, Linda, what I think holds most people back, but, you know, especially women, is what I call the shoulds. Women should all over themselves, and that's S H O U L D S should. 
like I should do this. Oh, I'm at this age. I should have a baby. I should get married. You know, I should, you know, play it safe. You know, I should stay in the city that I don't want to live in because, oh, my family's here. It's like the shoulds. And so many times they let this whole thing about the whole thing with society and family and culture tell them how they should live their life. So they're not living the way they want to live. They're living the way they think they should live. And a lot of that comes from fear. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think it also comes from the tale you you know, you, you uh, videotape your parents when you're little as to how they respond to things and how they act and that kind of thing, as well as them telling you the shoulds. And so when you get to that age, you play that recording and you go, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get, get a job. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to have kids. I'm supposed to work until I'm 65, at which point I can retire and do what I want to do. But again, is that all there is to life? And I totally think there isn't. It's like, I feel like we are taught this American dream that we're supposed to go to college and then we're supposed to dedicate our entire adult life making as much money as possible. But the reality is you make all that money if you're so busy making money and you don't have time to live that life that you want to live, what's the purpose of having the money Mm. if you're not living it? Yeah, I think that's very wise because what you end up doing, you know, you've got all this money and, okay, it's it's there for you in case you need long-term care or something along those lines, but you end up really making all that money so that your kids are more comfortable instead yeah. of you doing the things that you want to do. And that's not a life. No. I mean, you're preparing for someone else for a life and hopefully you had parents to prepare for you to have a great life, but if you didn't have that, you're just building it for the next person and not experiencing life, which is so amazing. Mm. Tell me about your, you had someone who wrote a blog on your website around she quit her job and she moved to Europe. So and, yeah, so she hasn't yeah. moved yet. She is okay. moving. So I have a friend who is amazing. I love Angela. She's a, one of my really good friends um and she's one of those people who kind of stays in her lane like you know she's very structured she's worked the same job for several years she has a plan and you know she decided she wants to quit and move to Ez, which is in the Cote d'Azur area of France like near Nice and Monaco and so she wanted to do an exploration trip where we went and kind of tested out the waters to see which little neighborhood she really wanted to be in and look at property and for me I thought that was so great to see someone kind of do the same thing I did in a different place in her life and so she's going to be moving most likely probably next year which was her game plan Um, but I'm so excited for her to see her go from kind of not so sure and of course there's people telling her oh you shouldn't move or you have a good job why would you give that up and all the shoulds that people throw on you that you're not even throwing on yourself and she's fighting those, and I love it. Now, has she actually also already quit her job, or did you just do the exploration t- trip? We did the exploration trip. She has a game plan. How so? Where we differ is in my last time, I just quit without a game plan. She has a good <laughs> game plan, which I actually say it's better to have a game plan. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I needed to do what I did because I just needed to go. But having a game plan is very key, especially financially. <laughs> Yeah, and I think oftentimes, though, for women, ha- not having that game plan and doing what you did, which was just leap, um, is the the best way to break out mm-hmm. because 
put together a plan, it gives you all sorts of opportunities to second guess yourself and to never actually make it happen. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's funny. I did have a game plan. I had a game plan on which day I was going to quit. Um, It was funny because I had it in my mind. I was about to become this Olivia Pope from Scandal. Like this was my moment where I'm fixing it. I'm fixing myself. And so I had September 1st and I had like the picture of Olivia Pope on my, you know, on my cubicle board. People are like, oh, you know, the, you know, Scandal starts on September 7th. I'm like, oh, I must have had the wrong date. But in my mind, no, no, (laughs) that was my date. That was my date that I was freeing myself from what I found to be kind of like my own prison that I had made. And so that was the plan I had. And I didn't plan anything else because I didn't know what I wanted in life at the time. Uh, Did you take a lot of stuff with you or was this like a backpack and and you and that was it? And which trip? Um, The one where you had no game plan. Yeah. Oh, no. So, no, I've, I I do travel now with a backpack. I am total 100% team carry on strongly believe in it before no especially when I moved to Italy I had everything on the sun I also brought Old Bay with me and Larry's seasoning salt because I was like I'm convinced I'll never find these things in Italy <laughs> <laughs> I love it well audience we're going to come back to Danielle and hear more about her travels and her being rogue and how she helps women to step into their rogue nature and really take it on so we'll be right back America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at dare to dream with linda.com now back to leadership stars welcome back and i have a very fabulous rogue woman danielle washington here talking about how she stepped into being rogue and the kinds of things that she's done and then we're going to talk a little further about how she helps other women to take that leap and to realize their rogue nature and how they can express it. Danielle, welcome back. Thanks, Linda. 
Okay. One of the things that, that you we've talked about before is that you really help women to get out of their comfort zone and, excuse me, and to um, really embrace this whole rogue um, aspect. And you do that through travel. So why do you think travel is such an important way to step into that rogue maven position? Yeah, Linda, it's funny. It was, you know, I started Rogue Style Maven and originally I started off as a lifestyle blog and then it started kept morphing into helping women push them out of their comfort zone. And the way I've realized after, you know, writing and traveling, I realized the most growth I've had in life has always come through travel. And, you know, I see travel really as therapy. It's one of those times where we step away from the daily stressors of life that we deal with. So there's no kids, there's, or there may be kids, but, you know, the phone's not ringing, your boss is not bothering, you're not checking emails. You're in a more relaxed state, and that allows you the time to have that inner transformation that occurs through travel. And it's, you know, through travel, I always say travel is the best teacher you'll ever have in your life. You learn so much through travel. It's ridiculous. And that's why I really feel like, you know, I started Rogue Style Maven or I've morphed it into this new um, services to where I help women push out of their comfort zone via travel and via challenges that they can do at home once they're back from their trip. Danielle, that's very interesting. Um, I don't know whether you were on the call this morning with Anne uh, Evanston about uh, accept versus understand. And one of the things she was talking about was, what, you know, you, when you need to understand, you research and 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 you never actually step into doing. Um, do you find that women um, spend more of their time researching, like, where would I want to go? What would I want to do? How, and, and really have, as you said, a full-blown game plan before they ever buy their tickets? I feel that a lot of women do do that. I feel that oftentimes they do that, but they get stuck that they never push the button to buy the ticket. And that's where they get stuck. They're like, oh, that would be great to go to the seashells or to go to Bora Bora. I love the way it looks. I found the hotel I would stay at. But, oh, the you know, I don't have the money or I don't have the time or who will I go with? And they wait for someone to go with. And so they don't actually move forward um, oftentimes, which I find is unfortunate. Yeah, I think that's really sad that you feel that you have to go with somebody. Um, We were in Berlin doing a conference in 2002. And I decided I wanted to do a river cruise. I had no one to go with because my my team was going back home. They'd, They'd done their trip before the conference. And so I said, what the heck? I'm going to get on a, a Hungarian boat where the crew, uh, English was not their first language, Hungarian was, <laughs> and just travel the river. So we went up the, the Main, the Rhine, and the Danube and ended up in Amsterdam. And I met some absolutely spectacular people and ended up touring around with um, a couple and their best friend, a guy. And we did everything together. It was just phenomenal. And I saw far more than I would have had. We just stayed on the, um, the you know, the cruises that were on land that we were commanded to go on. It was very interesting. Um, the Europeans could choose which excursions they wanted. Mm-hmm. The Americans got them all whether we wanted them or not. 
it was hilarious. <laughs> but it was it was one of those just really rich um, trips. And you know, had I said, "Oh, you know, nobody's coming with me. I guess I can't go," I would have missed out on that. And I, I think it's a sh- it is tragic that we as women um, don't necessarily feel safe to travel alone anymore. And and I think that's holding a lot of people back. Would you say that's true? I definitely would say that's true. Um, I find more women are afraid to travel alone more so than men. I think part of it's the fear. A huge part that I always hear from women is like, oh, I don't feel comfortable going to dinner by myself. I want to go out at night, but I don't feel like going back to a club by myself. I mean, I get that. I mean, even though I still do it, um, there are times where I'm like, oh, this feels awkward. And I fake like I have a friend that I'm waiting for at the club when I'm really not by myself. Um, (laughs) I call it, that's my fake out. That's how I survived Mm -hmm. solo clubbing. Um, But it's one of those things where, you know, as a child, I used to wait always. And even as a teenager, I used to wait. And then I got into my 20s. And I'd wait. I want to do all these great things, but I was like, oh, I can't do this because no one's going to go with me. And then at one point in time, I realized I'm not living life. I'm just waiting for someone to say, hey, I'll go with you so you can start living. And that was just boring. And so that's when I was like, forget that. I'm doing whatever I want to do on my own. So I go many places on my own. And I actually love it. Like I go to the ballet by myself because you can get better Mm. seats when you travel by yourself. Just saying. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's that's very key, audience. What she said about what are we waiting for? Are you know? It's almost like are you waiting for that Prince Charming? Are you waiting for the perfect opportunity? Are you waiting for the perfect amount of money? Uh, what are you waiting for? Jump <laughs> to really experience life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do do you want to wake up in the morning and roll over and go? Is this all there is? You know, this isn't very exciting, and I've always wanted to do X. Um, Danielle, I do have to tell you, my husband, I I tell this story because my husband and I, um, obviously we love Scotland, but the first time we went, um, I actually uh, created a bread trail, which he didn't catch, Um, and that's a story (laughs) for another another lifetime. Uh, but, But on our anniversary, I handed him a set of tickets with a start date and an end date, to Scotland. So we're flying into um, Glasgow. And he goes, what's this? Well, I, I had to explain what I'd done. And he goes, oh, wow. But there was no plan in between. I said, you get to plan it. All I'm telling you is this is when we're going. This is when we're coming back. You can't change that. These are non-refundable tickets. And the only thing I tell you is you can only play golf three times while we're there. And he did just this magnificent job. Of course, he's an examiner. And so he's into great detail. <laughs> And I'm a promoter who goes, let's just go and we'll figure out where we're going. Um, but the cool thing was all he did was he chose where we were staying. So we had a bed and breakfast where we were staying. But the route that we were going to take to get there mm-hmm. was up for grabs. And so if we saw something we wanted to do, we we went for it and then came back. But we always knew where we were going to land at night. And I think that kind of adventure is something that we as women need to do more of is to just... Yeah. You know, know where you're going to land at night, but you have no idea how you're going to get there. And, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done a couple trips like that. It's funny. I'm I'm a mix of both. I'm a Virgo. So mm-hmm. I get into, oh, my God, I have to plan everything out. And I've, I have literally been in Greece, in Santorini, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world, in mm-hmm. my hotel room, 
mapping out everything I'm going to do to where I missed the entire day because I was so busy researching <laughs> what could I possibly do in this beautiful place that, oh, wait, I'm missing the entire place because I'm inside my hotel room just mapping everything out. But then I've been that other person who, especially like when I live in Italy, I'm like, okay, what train am I getting on today? Where am I going? I'm like, what train has AC? This is where I'm going today. And just mm-hmm. exploring and just, you know, I think my last couple of trips have been that way. I just recently came back from Cuba and the same thing. I didn't technically have everything planned out. And that's not a country you don't want to go to where nothing's planned out. Um, but it kind of didn't. And it all worked out. But it's kind of having the balance between the two. Right. It's it's not getting so wrapped up in the details that you mm-hmm. don't enjoy the experience. Um, I, I totally agree with you. And and I'm a Virgo as well, Danielle, as you know. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and my husband is a Pisces. Oof. So I mean, it, it, very different people. And yet he has more of the... Um, the deep planning skills and I get into promoter mode and kind of go, let's just go do it and have a good Mm -hmm. time um, and not, not really have to worry about it. So we do balance each other fairly well about that. Um, So why, just out of curiosity, why do you think that people don't travel as much? You talked about the fact that they're afraid, they don't want to do it alone, that kind of thing. Is there anything else that keeps them from traveling? Yeah, I think the three major things that keep most people from traveling are fear, which we talked about, um, the fear of the unknown, the fear of what could happen, the fear of everything. Um, so something different out of their comfort zone. Money would be number two. People say they don't have enough money. Where there was a glitch fair yesterday to South Africa for some people for two hundred eighty-five dollars. <gasps> so money is really not an issue if you mm-hmm. look. There are flights out there, um, and then time being the other one, and we make time for what we want. We make time to go shopping. We make time to go to Disneyland. We make time for everything else in life. We make time to go out to eat. You can make time and save money if it's what you really want to do, if travel is what you want. And Danielle, I think that's really, really critical, uh, the the whole fear, money, time. Um, I know I was going to go out to Columbus to visit my daughter in May, and she texted me yesterday to say, Mom, we have to do it sooner. I need my dress this month. (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, I won't have it for the wedding. And I went, Ooh. So, you know, I look at my calendar. My calendar, as you know, is relatively full. Mm-hmm. And I found a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday that only had little things going on. And I went, I'm going to go. Southwest had a fairly decent price, considering that the other airlines were like twice as much. Mm-hmm. And I booked it last night. It's like, no, if my daughter wants me there in March, I'm going to be there. And everything else will fall into place as it needs to. And I think there that. Again, we're, we get too much into that should, uh, but I should, you know, I've got these things on the calendar, I should do, you know, write people and let them know that, you know, your daughter needs you and that you're going to go make that happen. And I, I think that's something else that we get locked into is, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's already on the calendar, so I have to do it as opposed to, gee, let's be a little flexible and see what we can do about moving things around to make this work. Yeah, it's funny, like, my cousin was giving me um, crap the other day about, oh, you travel the world all the time, you're always traveling, and I'm like, you can too, I mean, instead of going to Starbucks every single day, instead of buying that new hat that you just got, or that new suit, you know, that's money that can go towards a trip, like, every time I look at buying something, I'm like, I can use that money to go to X, like, I was thinking about buying a TV, and the same thing, I was like, hmm. That's a trip to Paris. No, nah, I don't need a TV. <laughs> and that's how I think. I think in trips. 
and that's that's very interesting because I I now um, follow sort of Brandy Jones's uh, philosophy of if you have a five dollar bill, put it away. Mm-hmm. And you know it's amazing how fast those five dollar bills add up. And I've got a couple thousand dollars sitting in my Citibank account that we're going to use for the Scotland trip. Oh, I love it! And we don't do have that. to. Yeah, we don't have to tap into any other money. It, we know that it's there, and I just think that's really cool. And I thank Brandy so much for that uh, that tip. That's a great one. I'm going to try that one because I can add yeah. on to another trip in the year. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and you, you know, you were talking about fear, and I think TV uh, oftentimes fosters that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, between the, I mean, the news is one thing, but we also have television shows like CSI Beyond Borders is all about tourists getting kidnapped and and other horrible things happening to them because they're overseas. And it's like if if we want people to travel and to learn the value of travel and being in other countries and experiencing that and all that, I you know, I think you have to um, get over that fear and, you know, not not eliminate it entirely, but um, make it realistic. Realistic fear? Is there such a thing? No, I definitely think it is. It's one of the things, you know, travel has taught me so much. Last year for my birthday, I was supposed to go to Burning Man. That didn't work out. And then I was like, where am I going to go? Because I need to go somewhere for my birthday. Right. And then I thought about it and I'm like, hmm. A, there's a really cheap ticket for $300-something to Thailand. Why not go to Thailand? But the catch is, I didn't like Thai food. <laughs> I've tried it before and had never liked Thai food. Tried it more than once. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually purposely went to Thailand to try to convince myself that I liked Thai food. And so I'm like, I'm going to a country where it wasn't on my list didn't really care for the food and I was going to explore and push myself out of that fear of and the fear and the misconception that I don't like something without wow. really giving it a chance and mm-hmm. so every other day because I'm not like a rocket scientist and like I'm I was not a martyr so every other day <laughs> I had Thai food I would try something I was like Thai food then pasta with pesto Thai food pasta with pesto and to the <laughs> point where I was like just on Thai food and I now love Thai food and I love Thailand, but had I told myself, oh, you don't like Thai food, so why would you go to Thailand? Mm-hmm. I would have never gone and experienced this great trip that I had last year. And tell us, so what's your favorite Thai food meal? So my favorite Thai food food, so I like uh, the the curries. Um, yes. And I don't know the name of the one I had in, at the, I went to this amazing vegan Thai restaurant in Chiang Mai. I can't mm. remember the name of it, um, but it was like kind of soupy. Um, it was amazing, but I also like the tomka soup, and I love like red curry with fish. I am really in love with Thai food, and who knew that I love Thai food? So yeah, now I'm a Thai food fan. So audience, this is a, a lesson for you to not limit where you go because you don't think you like something like food, um, and find a way to make it work for you. And truly, if you don't like it, you know, you'll find other foods because I always find it interesting that in London, probably one of the best Italian restaurants that serve pizza I have ever had in my life. Um, some of the best Chinese food I've ever had was in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, so you'll never know what you're going to find when you travel to a new country and experience not only the cuisine that's there, but the cuisine of other countries, because sometimes they bring the best of it to that country. Hong Kong is another great example of doing that as well. 
I'm sorry, say that again? So Hong Kong is a great example yes. of that. Like I've had some of the, like there's this truffle guy that goes there and I've had some of the best truffle pasta I've ever had in my entire life there. Uh, yeah, um, I know it, we were in Scotland and we were amazed at the amount of Indian restaurants in Glasgow. There's like mm-hmm. a whole section and that's some, again, some of the best Indian food I have ever experienced. So you get a chance to experience other cuisines in other settings, which gives you a whole different appreciation for the cuisine and the, and the country and the lifestyle and everything else. Um, I think I think it's just amazing. So, are there any other quick lessons um, before we take a break? No, I just say over and over: jump, do it now, <laughs> <laughs> book that ticket. <laughs> okay, I think that's awesome. And it if you it, what Danielle said too about the three things that she's learned. Fear and money and time keeping us from doing the things that we want to um, to get out, you know, to get out and explore and experience and not at the end of your life to say, gee, is this all there is? I really wish I had started earlier on these things. Fear, you need to be um, wise about where you go, what you do, who you're with, that kind of thing. Money, there are ways of making uh, a savings plan so that you have that money when you want it. And time, you can always find the time. And with that, we're going to take another quick break and we'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. I'm here with my very special guest, Danielle Washington, and we're talking about going rogue, um, really taking that leap and getting out of the shoulds in your life. Uh, And travel is one dynamic way of really getting a chance to you know look at yourself look at your life look at what you're doing learn something new about yourself learn something new about another culture food um, experience history 
I think that's part of the reason why I go to Europe so often is I love, you know, like Roman, Greek, Egyptian history, and obviously yes. the British Isles as well. So one of the things that you say, Danielle, that I don't think we've talked about is that travel has a key role in helping us all develop into a better version of ourselves. How does it do that? So through travel, there's always a challenge, uh, whether it's not knowing the language or getting lost and trying to figure your way out. Like I remember being lost in Japan and I didn't speak the language. I had a map in my hand. I'm looking at this other map in front of me and the two didn't match. And then I found a way (laughs) through a guy who didn't speak English either um, to figure out where I was. Like we literally used, you know, our hands and signaling directions left and right, which way to go. And that's what figured it out. And so through travel, there's always little challenges that come up that push us into being a better person. I've learned, I mean, some people may not say I've learned all the way and I'm still a work in progress, but I've learned patience through travel. <laughs> I've definitely <laughs> learned acceptance through travel. Um, and that's oh, kind of yes. why. <laughs> so travel has taught me so much. And there's like the, the little challenges that really push you in out of your comfort zone, but mm-hmm. give you life skill sets you can use when you go back home. Oh, so true. Uh, the, the first trip to Scotland, we hadn't even gotten out of the airport yet and we were lost. And so my <laughs> husband pulls over to a you know, 7-Eleven type store and, and I was amazed. I thought he was going to get directions and he actually bought a map, which for a man oh. is something, you know, I mean, that's just something Rare. they never do. And this map was so big. How big was this map? This map was so big that half of the country was on one side and half of the country was on the other side. And you literally had to get out of the car to fold it so that you were where where you were supposed to be. It had virtually every road, street, highway in Scotland on it, except in one place. And it was we were driving and Clark says, um, I don't see this road on the map. I said, that's okay, just keep going, just keep going, just keep And it wasn't. It was the only road that we were on the whole trip that wasn't on the map, but it was like, we know what direction we're heading in. We'll, find, we'll hit a road that we recognize sometime soon. And oh, it, was, wow. it was just, it was hilarious. But that map, had, I mean, it was in pieces when we brought it back. We used it so much. Um, but it really gave us a, a sense of, you know, like, where are you and where are you not? Yeah. Maps are yeah. not my best friend. Uh, I get lost all the time. Um, mm-hmm. One travel thing that's helped me immensely is the uh, like the, we use Google Maps offline and yes. other, other maps offline because I have gone through my data. I think when it was my one of my last trips to Paris, I went through all of my international <laughs> data within uh, five hours because it was me trying to look cool and not use my map, but I kept getting lost. And I'm like, I swore I was on the right direction five blocks mm-hmm. later. I'm like, I'm nowhere near where I was supposed to be when I just looked at my map. Um, yeah. So, yes, maps and I are not friends, nor is directions. Well, since both of us are military, both my husband and I, you know, you give a lieutenant a map and <laughs> get lost every time. Um, but I, I love Paris, uh, especially the underground, uh, because yes. you always know where you are because it's not there on the map. Because everybody's put their finger there, and it's worn that spot out. So at least you know where you are. You may not know where you're going, but you know where you are currently. So, Danielle, do you have any trips coming up? I know you just came back from Cuba. I guess that was 
in January. Came back from Cuba uh-huh. and Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to St. Lucia next week with a couple of girlfriends. My, one of my friends, Amber, is from St. Lucia. And I've always wanted to go after I met her. So that's great. Um, the trip I'm excited about is I'm actually going back to Cuba. Um, uh-huh. I love Cuba so much. Cuba was one of those places where you just can unplug. And it reminded me when we didn't have phones or cell phones mm. or computers and cause there's no internet there. I don't know if you knew that there's no internet. I mean, there's some internet, but you might as well say there's no internet. Yeah. Um, and it's so beautiful. You go back, you go into Cuba and it's like, you've been, you know, teleported into the fifties and sixties. You have all these old American cars, the buildings are gorgeous. And it's just this lively culture where I found myself, not needing to pick up my phone to, oh, check Facebook or check Instagram or post something. I was alive and present. So, and over Memorial Day weekend, I am taking six women with me to Cuba to experience this great trip that I had before. How wonderful. I, I, I think Cuba is that one lost con- uh, island in in the fact that you know really it has not changed since the 50s and you know you're right you have the old cars and the buildings are still you know in the 50s the clothing that they wear is is very much cuba in the 50s Mm -hmm. and it's just it's almost a time machine and yet they have a vibrant um alive uh culture my mom when she was I think when she turned 18, she and her mm-hmm. sister took a cruise to Cuba. And, you know, she was telling me about all the places that they went and the types of shows that they saw. And they were shows that, you know, you kind of go, Mom, you actually went to see those. Okay. Um, <laughs> but she said they had such a wonderful time and the people were so fantastic. And this was, of course, before the war. So, and yeah. that is World War Two. I have people go, which war is that? Uh, <laughs> I knew which one you were talking about. <laughs> so they got a chance to see it, you know, back in, in yeah, at, at the, the late 30s. Uh, and she said it was just such a vibrant, alive uh, country that, you know, she wished she could have gone back. But needless to say, there was some space and time after the war that you couldn't go see Cuba. Which and, was now kind of too, and now you can. And now you can. And then a lot yeah. of people don't realize that there are 12 reasons you can go, and a lot of people don't know how to go about doing it, which is another reason why I want to do this trip, because, you know, a lot of people are kind of scared about, well, how do I go? How do I do the visa? You know, what do I, like, what can I can't not do? And so I just don't want people to let the little detail step stop them from experiencing the greatness and the unpluggedness and of the culture of Cuba. Like, I really... I think Cuba is probably one of my favorite places I've ever been. Yeah. And that's hard saying. And I think it's really great that you don't have internet, you don't have cell phone capabilities. And so you really have to step back in time and unplug and be present. And I think that's just, it's an amazing place to have that Mm -hmm. uh, and to be able to do that. Uh, Because we, we don't, we tend to, I I think it's very interesting that we want, everybody wanders around with a cell phone in their hand. It's like, you know, when I was a kid, you didn't do that because you didn't have those things. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow we still managed to communicate with each other. And, and meet up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was more it was more face-to-face kind of things. More, as they say, kneecap to kneecap kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, it's, just, it's a trip where you are present. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful country. And the beaches are amazing. I'm a beach addict, so I love beaches. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Um, so that's your trip that's coming up. Um, anything in the European continent, or is that not a place that you... No, I am going to Portugal, which is was probably number two on my list of places to go. Again, I got a great deal, um, and it's one of the cities I've always wanted to go to. So I'm going to Portugal in September. I think that's the only for place your, for right now. For your birthday? It will be right. Yes, that is my birthday yeah. trip. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, Danielle, I know that you are challenging your uh, tribe um, with uh, the rogue challenges that you do. Um, could you tell the audience a little bit about that and then how that ties into your free gift for my audience? Yeah, definitely. So I have something called the Go Rogue Challenges. Um, it's basically, you know, obviously through the trips that I coordinate, there's some aspects that are challenges that kind of help stimulate people in a you know friendly way to have some of the challenges we talked about to push them comfortably out of their comfort zone. Um, but once you go away and go back home, we kind of want you to still have those challenges and still continue working on pushing yourself towards the person you want to be. And so that's why I created the Go Rogue Challenges. And so it's a weekly program that helps women break out of their norm and normal habits. And it's their way of kind of just kind of continuing that path. So how does that that tie into your free gift? So my free gift is the mini Go Rogue Challenge. And so it's a five-day challenge. It's kind of the same way, creating a creative way to push you out of your boundaries and start really making small changes in your life that can lead to bigger transformation. So it's one of those things, if you're tired of doing the same thing and getting the same results, you feel stuck in life, this may be something, like if you're just really looking for a change, this is a fun and easy way to start that process of starting to get out of your comfort zone, breaking out of the norm, and move into who you want to be. And so live life. Mm. I'm all about that. Unapologetically. Throwing that word back in. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so t- tell our audience uh, what one of the big challenges was recently and then what one of your mini challenges was recently. So one of my mini challenges is about finances. So it's one of those things where I ask people to put a penny in a jar every time they spend money, whether it's online or in person. It starts the process of getting you to think, what am I spending money on, on a regular basis? Because, you know, we throw that card out all the time or now with Apple Pay, you're like, there's my thumb. And we aren't really tracking how often are we pulling out our wallets or invisible wallets and spending money. Oh, that's so true. And it's so scary. <laughs> it is. Trust me, even for me. I'm like, oh, was I spending on another trip? Whoops. Yeah. And I, <laughs> well, and, and you get the, the star, you, you talked about Starbucks. You know, you don't think about how often you go to Starbucks and then they give you a menu challenge and you go, oh, well, I must do this. Why? <laughs> Just so that you can get three more free. Um, and, and I found myself caught at Chris, uh, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas going to Starbucks like every day. And it's like, Linda, why are you doing this? You don't like Starbucks that much. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the, the fact that it's a warm drink, but I don't need it. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the, the idea of you're giving me a contest uh, and I must, I must do the ch- contest. Uh, and it's, it is funny when you, like I sit down and I'm doing my corporate taxes and going, hmm, that's where the money went. 
Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and, yeah, and need to be a little bit more um, conscious of, you know, the spending. And I love the idea of a penny every time you spend, you know, anytime you pull out anything, electronic mm-hmm. or otherwise. And I think that makes th- that like the $5.00 can really build into something really spectacular that you could use for a trip. Yeah, it's one of, it brings awareness. You know, oftentimes, you know, part of a fear is just the unknown because you aren't mm-hmm. aware. And that's one of the things with travel, I even tell people, like, if you're afraid to travel alone or just afraid to travel, start joining travel groups on Facebook or Instagram or other, you know, avenues, social media and start asking questions. People who love to travel are more than willing to answer your questions. Mm. There's even an app that has like a bucket list. If there's something you want to do, they'll match you with someone who's done it. And then you can ask them questions. This is like that unknown and not being aware is what holds us back oftentimes. I think that's amazing that you can you know, go on Facebook and, and find a group that you know, I want to go someplace. Can you tell me about it before you go that will help you work through the fears and might even give you some really great ideas of where in the country to go um, that may be a little bit off the beaten path and and yet are really exciting, fun places to be. Um, for me, travel is, is a huge thing. I've done, uh, now I've done all 50 states. And it, that's, I think, a pretty key achievement. And I, I have loved going in and seeing, you know, what is it about this state? Is this someplace I'd like to live? Is it some, you know, do the people resonate with me? That kind of thing. Um, and I think that's been really exciting. Plus the trips that I've done to Europe and a bit to South America, not a whole lot. And then some to, uh, haven't done Asia yet either. So um, you're inspiring me to do some other things. So Danielle, can you give our audience just one last tip? My one last tip is don't allow people to throw their limits of you onto you. And what do I mean by that? I mean, people will tell you, oh, Linda, you're nice, but you're not meant to be a leader. (laughs) You know, you should just be that great organizer because you're great at organizing. You should stay in that lane. Yeah, I tell I, people, say, forget that. And I use other words because I have a tendency to swear, but I'm not using it today. We're on the radio. Yes. Um, but forget that and do you. Don't let other people throw you into your own prison. Because doing that, you're laying the ground for your own prison. And so as they say, step out of hiding and shine. Don't let others put baby in the corner. And on that note, uh, (laughs) we'll see you all next week on Leadership Stars. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.